Welcome back to another fun episode of History. Today we'll be talking about the one and only Roaring Twenties. One of the biggest starting points was the Harlem Renaissance. Let's dig into that a little bit deeper. The Harlem Renaissance was known for its cultural celebration. According to ushistory.org, the Harlem Renaissance occurred after the Great Migration where African Americans migrated to the North, and this spawned a feeling of cultural pride. Now, Langston Hughes was a great example of someone who demonstrated cultural pride in a way that would be remembered for centuries. He is a well-known African-American writer, and one of his most famous poems is I, Too. A line from his poem says, I, too, sing America. I am the darker brother. They send me to eat in the kitchen. When company comes, but I laugh, and I eat well and grow strong. His poem was addressing segregation at the time, which relates to his cultural pride. According to historyoftheharlemrenaissance.weebly.com, his writing reflected that the idea that black culture should be celebrated because it is just as valuable as white culture. He very much advocated for his beliefs through his poems and writing. The Harlem Renaissance started in Harlem, Manhattan, New York City between, the, between 1918 and the 1930s. And it was very important to the explosion of African-American culture and cultural appreciation, appreciation. It was also the reason why so many great poets and writing came to be today. The Harlem Renaissance also brought out jazz. With the rise of more funky music, it eventually led to the mass use of radio programs. Now, radio programs were invented in 1901, but the first broadcast aired on August 31, 1920, and this provided entertainment for families and led to the spread of music because more people could tune into the radio programs. There's also much more time for dancing at home, whether it was slow waltz or the foxtrot, which were both slower dances to some blues music. Armstrong was a famous artist during the Harlem Renaissance. He was the first African-American to host a national radio show, and his music changed jazz history. He played often at the Cotton Club, which we'll get into later. But he also played on riverboats, and he had 60 records with Hot 5 and Hot 7, which were recording groups in the 1920s, and his instrument that he used was the trumpet. Now jumping back into the Cotton Club, it was a night spot where black entertainers performed for white audiences. It ran from about 1923 to 1940, and it was located on 142nd Street and Lenox Avenue in New York City. This led to the African American culture and artistic movement because many black entertainers performed there. Now, the 18th Amendment banned alcohol, so most of the clubs were illegally producing and distributing alcohol. The introduction of flappers, which were women that wore shorter dresses and cut their hair to bobs and would dance at places like the Cotton Club, came around the same time. Flappers were women known for their energetic freedom. They introduced a different norm for women and gave women the freedom to expand and push the barriers of economic, political, and sexual freedom. The Cotton Club was essentially what we would consider a modern-day bar in today's age, where people could dance and be merry. Along with music came the creation of movie theaters and more shows. Almost every town had a movie theater. 
Think of it like an escape. People could have fun and relax from the busy and troubling week. The creative and imaginative piece came into play because people aspired to be like the characters in the movies. They wanted to be like the romantic hero or comedic genius they were seeing on screen. That leads me into a famous actor called Rudolph Valentino. He starred in a lot of romantic dramas such as Blood in the Sand and The Eagle, but he was best remembered for The Son of the Shake, which was a sequel to The Shake, which aired in 1921. He went down in history as the heartthrob of Hollywood. Now, movies were very, very common during the 1920s. It was widespread over America because most had access to a theater. According to KhanAcademy.org, a ticket for a double feature and a live show cost 25 cents. For a quarter, Americans could escape from their problems and lose themselves in another era or world. People were watching films sometimes more than once a week. Now, out of all the good things, you'd think the 20s were a pretty rockin' era. However, there wasn't always the case. Stay tuned for the next episode when we dig into the deeper parts of the Roaring Twenties.